Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you on this Tuesday morning, JJ. And we just wrapped up Wild Card Weekend and a crazy one at that. And now our mm-hmm. eyes are on the divisional round, JJ. But... First things first, man. How about them Cowboys? Yes, sir. How about them Cowboys? Me and my son and family, we was turned up last night, man. We had a blast. My son was all fired up. and It's just a good day to be a Dallas Cowboy, man. Well-deserved win. Hard-fought win on the road, so I'm more than excited and glad that Dallas got that dub. How about your way? Man, you know, it was electric here in my apartment last night. I was fired up just feels good to wake up Dallas wins a playoff game you know my expectations were hindered last week after that performance in week 18 and we know the Cowboys playoff history these last 20 years hasn't been good but they put on a show last night I'm excited I'm fired up couldn't wait to get recording this podcast this morning and so ready to go man we're turning the page to the divisional round a lot of intriguing matchups coming up but End of January, critical football. Can't wait to get into some of these matchup previews and predictions. JJ, I went five mm-hmm. and one on Wild Card Weekend. My only loss, which I told you, was that mm-hmm. Tampa Dallas game. I chose Tampa. <laughs> All those of you who listen to the podcast, I went with Tampa, hoping to yeah, did. hoping to reverse jinx the Cowboys like I did when they throttled Minnesota earlier this season. And hey, you know what? It worked out. I'm pretty sure you went five and one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I did. I went five and one. Um, I, I was the one that kind of pulled the ball out of the hat early with the Seahawks, and I was right for majority of the game. But I think that critical fumble that Geno Smith had kind of changed the momentum, and that gave that 49ers defense blood in the water, which they did not need any more momentum going into that game. So I did go 5-1. My Chargers came through in the last minute. I almost had two heart attacks back-to-back on Saturday. But my teams um, got it through on um, late Saturday and then all day Sunday as well, and then Monday as well, too, for my Cowboys. So 5-1 and and 5-1. and uh, I'm excited. Yes, sir. Both you and I, man, getting off on the right foot in playoff football. And so here we go. Some news and headlines before we get into the divisional round, JJ. And I have a source that reached out to me yesterday. The Commanders and Jets have requested to interview Dolphins quarterback coach, pass game coordinator Daryl Bevel for their offensive coordinator job. Now, Bevel did coach the Seattle Seahawks as their offensive coordinator at one point when Russell Wilson was there. So that is an intriguing name to watch. Demeca Ryans, the hot rising candidate for the 49ers, will interview for the Broncos and Texans head coaching jobs on Thursday and Friday. The Texans did announce last night that they completed a head coaching interview with Sean Payton. As you know, all the headlight is on Sean Payton as to where he's going to land. Injury news, Bengals left tackle Jonah Williams is considered week-to-week after suffering a dislocated kneecap during Sunday's playoff win 
over the Ravens. His status is uncertain, likely out of the divisional round, but if they advance, he has a chance to return. Big news, JJ, that everybody was waiting for in L.A. The Chargers fired offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and quarterbacks coach Shane Day, and that was the gripe for Chargers fans all season was the recklessness, the lack of creativity from Joe Lombardi, and so he gets the boot this morning. And then the Browns making a hire on the defensive side of the ball, J.J. They hired Titans senior defensive assistant Jim Schwartz. Schwartz was the Eagles' D.C. from 2016 to 2020 and won a Super Bowl in Philly. Yeah, um, Jim Schwartz is a great coach. I had a chance when I came out in 2013. He was one of my coaches in the Senior Bowl. Uh, He was my coach in the senior bowl. Then I got a chance to play against him a couple times in Detroit Lions in my career in Dallas as well, too. So I'm very familiar with him. He's a great coach. He's a a defensive minded coach that has uh, that has some great blitzes and great things and how to utilize different position, uh, different positions in different ways, kind of similar to Quinn in a sense. But it's a great hire for Cleveland because, like I said, they have a lot of pieces that can uh, do a lot of different things to offenses over there on that side. So it was a great pickup for the uh, for the Browns. And I'm curious to see what the um, Marco Ryan's go, man. He, he he he's a hot calendar right now. He's a great guy that now to get in here and motivate these guys. We're talking about a team that in the San Francisco that was on a uh, uh, losing streak for a while, and they turned around, man. So it's just amazing to see what you can do, uh, what you can motivate, build a culture, and um, and put some great schemes together. And uh, and Ryan, so I'm excited for congratulations, Mr. Jim, as well, and um, and Ryan's. I'll be keeping my eye on him as well. Yeah, Debecca Ryan certainly is a hot name in the coaching cycle this year, and there's maybe some rumblings about him returning to the Houston Texans, where he played as a linebacker, and so that would be. Kind of a cool thing for him, but we'll keep tabs on the coaching carousel as we move forward here on the podcast, JJ. But it's that time to get in to the divisional playoff schedule starting on Saturday, January 21st. First matchup, JJ, Duval, number four, the Jaguars, man, the four seed, erasing a 27-point deficit, JJ, over the Los Angeles Chargers on Saturday, I could not believe it. I'm pretty sure most people, I did it, but most people tuned out. They changed the channel because Trevor Lawrence, four interceptions in the first half. The moment at that stage, JJ looked too big for him. The Chargers pounced on him, but the second half had a different story painted. The Jaguars came out firing. Chargers got complacent. Next thing you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars come out on top with a game-winning field goal. And now both you and I did choose the Jacksonville Jaguars. I kind of convinced you to go Duval. Defense made some plays. Josh Allen was active in the backfield. It was the third largest playoff comeback in NFL history. Yeah, um, it's probably one of the best comebacks I've seen in a while um, because I've never heard of anybody – outside of Minnesota Vikings and what they did with the Colts that uh, early on in the season. But the comeback that they did, they showed a lot of poise. They showed a lot of confidence. They didn't get rattled. They got back to doing what they're doing. Um, my head is off to Doug Peterson and those staff, the way they made adjustments to come back and attack the Chargers. But it was one of the best comebacks that I haven't seen in a while. And, um, yeah, it was, it was truly a sight to see. All right, so setting the scene at Arrowhead, of course, these two teams – 
did play each other already back in Week 10 in Kansas City. The Chiefs defeated the Jaguars 27-17. I believe I chose the Jaguars that week to pull the upset, but they didn't really put together an efficient offensive performance, and the Chiefs went away and won that game. Kansas City, they're riding a five-game win streak. Jacksonville, meanwhile, on a six-game win streak. So both of these teams playing some really good football at the right time, J.J. But when it comes to this matchup, Doug Peterson, again, he needs some credit for Coach of the Year, the way he's been able to coach Trevor Lawrence this year and get him playing with more confidence. We saw that again in the second half where he's throwing interceptions, nothing was opening up for the offense, and then he comes right back. Now, I am intrigued, JJ, and just like you did last week on the podcast, starting it with a bang, I'm going upset here. I'm going Jacksonville Jaguars over the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs were idle on the sofa last week during their bye week. The Jaguars now have been playing postseason football for the last five weeks of the regular season, needing to win AFC title week 18. Big come from behind victory in the wild card round. Now Dougie P and the Jaguars go back to Kansas City, JJ. This time, they come out on top, 27-23. They lost the first matchup. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to continue playing that same type of football he did in the second half. ETN is going to need to go over 100 yards rushing, control the time of possession, win in the trenches, and then slow down Patrick Mahomes, J.J. You know, Mahomes, though, as magnificent as he is, he sometimes has a tendency to be erratic with the ball, and that Jacksonville secondary in front seven knows how to generate some pressure. Roy Robertson-Harris was a force on Saturday, and so I expect that to be the case. So I'm rolling with the underdog here, JJ. Mm. Jacksonville, Duval, they get it done. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know either, man. Um, I, I like what Duval has. I like what Duval does uh, offensively as far as spreading the ball around. They do a good job of that. Uh, Ingram had seven catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. Christian Kirk had eight for 78 uh, Zay had 74 yards as well in a touchdown. So he's spreading the ball very effectively, and that's pretty impressive for a young quarterback. But I don't know if you can spot Kansas City Chiefs for interceptions and expect to come back if you get the ball to Mahomes four times. So I like Kansas City. I like what they're doing over there. I like what they're doing with Jake McKinnon. Uh, shout out to Jake McKinnon for Player of the Month. He's done some uh, amazing things. All we, we knew all he needed was an opportunity. He's been a Swiss Army knife for that Kansas City defense uh, offense for a long time. So shout out to my alumni, Jared McKinnon. He's doing some great things. And because of that, and Mahomes and the connection with him and Kelsey, and I think their defense has enough to stop up front Trevor Lawrence and a little bit and get after him a little bit and force some turnovers. I like Kansas City here um, to pull it off, I'll say 28 to 21 uh, in Kansas City favor. I should have known, J.J., you're going to go with Kansas City with your boy, Jarek McKinnon, you know, who's been playing some excellent football, has been a big part of that Kansas City offense. And so, yeah, much respect to Kansas City, and they're very dangerous at home especially. But you know what? I just have a feeling that Doug Peterson is going to catch that lightning in a bottle in the playoffs and make a push with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones Jr., I think there'll be a handful for that Kansas City secondary that has struggled, J.J. This is a Kansas City defense that hasn't been 
on their X's and O's these last couple of weeks. And so I think Jacksonville can exploit that and walk away with the victory at Kansas City. Matchup number two, Saturday night, NFC East. JJ, how about that? Three teams from the NFC East in the divisional round. The Giants knocking off the Vikings, which I called. I picked the Giants to win. I just had a feeling that they were going to get it done a second time in Minnesota. The Eagles, the number one seed. They'll be playing at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles have never beaten a team three times in a season, JJ. They're going to get the chance this weekend. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, it's a tough one because uh, I've been on, unfortunately, both sides of this scenario. I've been the one in Philly when I had a division. I had the first round by, and 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 luckily for me and my, my situations, it didn't turn out too good. Um, like you say, for all the reasons, you get a chance to rest up and do different things. But you come out and you might miss on in a couple of series, and those couple of series in the playoff can be a chance for another team like the Giants, in this sense, to come out that's already kind of streaking, already got confidence going on a better. A very hostile environment up in and in, in, uh, Minnesota and take care of business. So um, I, I, right now I'm, I'm leaning towards um, New York Giants, but I know Philadelphia Eagles are a totally different team than Philly, especially with Jalen Hurts on the center. Uh, their offensive game, what they have, they have a lot of weapons to attack attack you vertically and horizontally as well. Their defense is one of the best defense in in, in, the, in the league, um, and I, I like what they do up front. Far as a front seven on the defensive side of the ball, they stop the run. I think the Giants, for the most part, need that run game to be established. But it's a tough one, uh, like I say, because I know sent home, it can cause a lot of rust and cause a lot of people to be off cylinders and can cause a team like the Giants to get in there. But I'm going to roll with Philly. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think the Eagles have enough up front in the front seven to stop the run and put a little bit of pressure on Daniel Jones and to make him a little uncomfortable. And um, I think they find a way to get it done in Philly. I'm also going to go with the Eagles here, J.J., but I feel you because this is a matchup where – a Giants team that already has a Super Bowl run on their resume where they were right around 500, made a run, very similar to this year's team. Brian DeBall has that team playing cohesively, and he's probably going to win Coach of the Year for the job he's done with Daniel Jones in that mm-hmm. offense and especially the lack of weapons on the outside. But Saquon Barkley <clears throat> went off for another monster game. Daniel Jones as well, very impressive On Sunday, 24-25, 301 yards, two touchdowns, 114.1 passer rating, ran 17 times, team leading 78 yards, had a couple of crucial fourth and one conversions. Isaiah Hodgkins as well has emerged as a big receiver for the Giants, eight receptions, claimed him off waivers, JJ, from the Bills in November, eight catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. And the win on Sunday was the Giants' first postseason victory since the 2011 team that won the Super Bowl over the Patriots. So this was a long time coming for the Giants. But I'm with you, JJ. I expect Philadelphia to get the job done. They're getting Lane Johnson back, which is major. They're all pro right tackle. He missed the last several weeks of the season. I think they'll be able to control the trenches in the front. (laughs) Philly is very tough on defense, leading the NFL in sacks. Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. I expect them to get after Daniel Jones, slow down Saquon Barkley, and then Jalen Hurts dealing out to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders in the backfield. That's where Philly's going to win. Their ability to hurt that giant secondary over the middle of the field with passes in the intermediate routes. And so 
It'll be close, JJ. I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any means. <clears throat> I say Philadelphia escapes 29-24 over the Giants. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, like you say, for all the reasons for the immediate passes as well. And I think they're going to take some shots as well to kind of make those cornerbacks respect um, some of the speed that they have on the outside with Smith and and, 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 and um, Brown as well. So uh, it's going to be a game to watch. That is a game to watch because it can go literally either way. Um, it just depends on how hot the Giants come out swinging, and it just it just depends on how, um, how Philly responds if they do tend to fall, fall behind just due to the extra break that they had. So it's a <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's a game to keep your eye on for sure. And an NFC East division rivalry at that, so it should be a good one. Get your popcorn ready. Now we turn to Sunday, January 22nd, the first matchup, JJ. Number three, Bengals at the number two, Buffalo Bills, 3 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. Now this is a rematch between both teams just three weeks after Buffalo's safety. DeMar Hamlin was rushed to the hospital after that cardiac arrest during the since-canceled game between the two teams on Monday Night Football. Both of these teams, they're on lengthy winning streaks, J.J. The Bills have won eight straight. Cincinnati, they're on a nine-game win streak. And the Bills and Bengals, though, both needed late defensive stands to win on wildcard weekend as the Bills held off the Miami Dolphins and Skylar Thompson to win 34-31. Bengals edged the Ravens and Tyler Huntley 24-17. Buffalo J.J. has played very good at home. They're 8-1 this year, including the playoffs. Joe Burrow, he is 4-1 in the playoffs, 2-0 on the road. This is going to be a good one. It could potentially be yeah. an AFC championship game, J.J., but for me here, as tough as it is, and I've been a proponent of Cincinnati all season, and I know Josh Allen is coming off one of these performances where you're not too convinced, but I'm still going to go with Bill's Mafia here, J.J., to get the job yeah. done. 33-27 over the Cincinnati Bengals, and here's why. My concern with Cincinnati is their offensive line, Jonah Williams is mentioned at the top of the broadcast. He is likely out. Their starting right guard, Alex Kappa, is probably going to miss this game as well. Now they're down two key starters. They're going to have to rely on Cordell Volson, Ted Karras, and their backup right tackle, Hakeem Adeniji, who is filling in for Lyle Collins, who is out for the season. That yeah. Buffalo pass rush with Greg Rousseau, Shaq Lawson, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, and they may be getting Micah Hyde back, J.J., their safety from injured reserve, which would be a huge boost to that secondary. Mm -hmm. And so I think that defense will make a play when it matters most. Allen will rebound with a good performance. And give me the Buffalo Bills here to win by six. 
Yeah, um, uh, the Cincinnati played a good solid game. Um, it, I think uh, Joe Burrow he did a good job at game management. Twenty three for thirty two for two thousand um, two hundred and nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, the receiving core everybody was held on hundred yards, which was kind of um, kind of expected with the with the, the uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. They have a good job of, of, of cornerbacks and they do a good job of um, eliminating number one. Uh, I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo has an edge, especially when it comes to special team at two. I think in in the playoffs and the situations we are in now, it's going to take a, a complete team effort and just overall for all the depletions on the O line and everywhere on Cincinnati. I think Buffalo has enough, and like I say, for all the reasons, two emotions are still high. Um, and I think, like you say, they get their one of their best key defenders back in the in the defensive backfield, and that's going to be key. So give me Buffalo here. I think uh, they might be a little too much for the Cincinnati up front on the on the pass rush, and as well as um, just the offensive connection. I think it's just seemed off the last few weeks when Cincinnati haven't put up the much numbers and firepower as they usually do with everybody being healthy. So give me Buffalo Bills to take care of business up in Buffalo Mafia. Second game on Sunday, and this is the one that will be a rivalry renewed. The number five seed Dallas Cowboys at the number two seed San Francisco 49ers, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Now, JJ, as I was talking with you last night, we have a listener of the podcast, big Cowboys fan, and also a big fan of yours, Ray Velasquez, who messaged me last night just saying that he appreciates the podcast and said, uh, how about them Cowboys? And said that he was a fan of you. And so I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me get JJ to give you a shout out on the podcast for listening. So always appreciate a guy like Ray Velasquez and certainly very fond of you. Yes, Ray. Shout out to Ray, man. Thank you so much, man, for the shout out, for the compliments and, and actually uh, being a fan, man. I truly appreciate it. Um, it just feels rewarding to know that, you know, you're – Hard work doesn't get overlooked out there in that field because, like I say, I put my heart and my soul into a lot of things that I did. I made a lot of sacrifices to go out there to put my best foot forward to win as well. And I thank you, Ray, for your recognition and your love as well. Much love to you and go Cowboys, baby. Yes, sir. Couldn't have said it any better. Giving some love to Ray Velasquez, one of our listeners. We appreciate all those who tuned in as well. But here we go. Setting the scene in the Bay, JJ, the Cowboys traveling to San Francisco. Divisional round, defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-14. It was the first road playoff win for the Cowboys since the 1992 season. First overall playoff win since 2018. Dak Prescott, JJ, was masterful throughout. Four touchdowns, 25 of 33, 305 yards, a stellar 143.3 passer rating. And then how about Micah Parsons holding it down on defense? This is according to the next-gen stat. He finished with 10 quarterback pressures in a sack on 58 pass rushes Monday night, registering the most quarterback pressures in a playoff game in the next-gen stats era, dating back to 2016. Yeah. Um, man, what we're, what we're witnessing right now, I, to be honest with you, is, is pretty amazing. Uh, Dak Prescott played one of the best games I think I've seen him play. Um, since he's been on the center at Dallas. And, and even when his first year there with me, he did some very amazing things. But, man, he came out and controlled that game from the first quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. And you felt his presence. And that's something I think people needed to see. I always knew the fighter and, and the warrior that Dak was. But to put that on display last night against like one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it is just to show you that, hey, um, any given Sunday, man, it, it can be brought out. And Dak did a great job of commanding that game from quarter one to quarter two. Their defense responded. 
And uh, they did a lot of great things, man, getting after the passer, um, playing tight coverage on the wide receivers. Um, and they did a good job of putting it all together last night on the road. So my hat's off to that Dallas Cowboys team and, and most and most certainly Dak Prescott because he he's the one that kind of unfortunately when, when you play the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you get a lot of negativity as well as positive too. So um, it's tough, but I think, you know, we need to all stand up and give Dak his roses for the game that he played and the way that he stepped up last night. He is by far the most scrutinized quarterback in the NFL, JJ, because he does wear that star in his helmet. But you know what? He showed out last night, and there was a lot of doubters that were just ragging on him all week. He answered the bell, played with confidence, led that team. Now, the only issue was Brett Maher, JJ. I mean, man, when you missed four PATs, that was oh. that was getting a little bit worrisome. He did make that final PAT, and that was the only thing that went wrong for the Dallas Cowboys last night. But for the 49ers, 13-4, and four, they won 11 consecutive games. They're good. They're hot. They did trail at halftime to the Seattle Seahawks 17-16, but then they flexed its muscles, outscoring them 25-6 in the second half en route to a 41-23 win in the wildcard round. We've talked about this team a lot, JJ, especially on defense. Demeco Ryans has this unit just constantly prepared, led by Fred Warner. He's their vocal leader on the defense. Jimmy Ward in the back end. Nick Bosa, you know, one of the yeah. premier edge rushers. So Dallas is going to have to be prepared to take on the NFL's number one ranked defense. For the Niners on offense, Brock Purdy, you know he's been dealing, distributing the ball, not having to do too much, making the yeah. throws he needs to make. Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell on the ground. The offensive line is very stout in San Francisco. We all know that. Physicality. I believe, will be the calling card for this game. Whichever team can be the most physical, J.J., will come out on top. Let's go ahead and rewind to last year. The Niners sent the Cowboys home in the playoffs on their home turf at AT AT&T Stadium. You know the Cowboys have some revenge on their mind in this one, J.J., That taste in their mouth is still there. And I was messaging with my guy Osa Odigizua. I interviewed him coming out of UCLA, and he had a great game last night. So shout out to Osa. And I said, great game, Cowboys Nation. It's time to move on to the next one. And he just responded with, it's revenge time. It's time to get back and beat the Niners for what they did last year. And so this is a very motivated Dallas Cowboys team that we already saw a taste of that against Tampa and so for those reasons, J.J., I'm rolling with them boys. Mm-hmm. I think they pull out that upset. And let's also remember that the Dallas Cowboys, they're America's team. And so you know there's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans that show out in Levi Stadium just like they did at Raymond James Stadium. So they're going to bite into that home field advantage a little bit. But yeah. I expect this Cowboys team, J.J., to full throttle ahead, Dak Prescott, as long as he can remain efficient, stay in command of what he's doing. Tony Pollard, I think he still needs more touches based on his dynamic ability to make splash plays out in the open field. But defensively, that pass rush will have to get to Brock Purdy just like they did with Tom Brady. And I'm confident that they will. And look for some press coverage on the outside, trying to jam those receivers. Ayuk, of course, they're going to have to monitor Debo Samuel, make sure that you limit him. You're not going to stop him entirely, but you have to contain him. And so Dallas, 
Offensively, they'll be able to handle that front seven, run the ball, keep them guessing. Another masterclass from Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. They edge this one out 30-27 with a Maher game winner. So how about that? A bounce back from Maher. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know what? This is what you call the classic smash mouth football game. We all know what San Fran does best, and we all know what Dallas does best, and that's get after the passer, and San Fran does a good job of running the football. And like I say before, the defense of the Dallas Cowboys, this is a game for us to show up, come up and show out. This is time for us to step up and put our big best foot forward, stop this running game with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and, and Jordan and Jordan Mason and sorts like that. So this is a chance for us to come out and make a statement. Dak did a great job of commanding the game in Tampa Bay. Now it's time for the defense to come out here, hit them early, hit them in the mouth, take care of business, limit Brock Purdy as much as possible. It's throwing the ball down to Kittle and, and sorts to everybody else. But this is going to be the defensive game. Whoever can stop the run and whoever can establish the run is going to be the team to win. And, I, and I'm going with Dallas. I'm going to say that now. I like what Dallas is doing. I think they got a lot. It's time for Dallas. It's been a long time coming from them. They have to put everything together. The offense showed that they can put up points against anybody. So defensively, this is time for us to come out and make a statement. This time us to go hit them in the mouth, limit the run, limit the big, big plays over the top and play action pass. And then just keeping in Dak hands for the longest possible. So I like I like I like the Cowboys here to get it done in San Fran. Well, the Dallas Cowboys, they certainly did benefit from getting big Jonathan Hankins and Leighton Vanderish back. Those two guys missed the stretch of the season due to injuries, but man, they really did help solidify that run defense for the Dallas Cowboys, and they will too have the spotlight on them against a run-dominant team like the San Francisco 49ers. And so this is going to be a tough matchup. An old-school rivalry, renewed Niners-Cowboys. Brock Purdy has his team playing well. Dak Prescott's coming off a fantastic performance. This will have the primetime slot on Sunday. I cannot wait. The divisional round is going to be electric. We're down to four games right now. These teams are in the dance because they played the best football at the right time of the year. You've talked about it, playing in the league, the importance of peaking at the right time. And it certainly feels like all of these teams that are still in it have certainly done just that. Yeah, they have. They took a chance, uh, took an opportunity and took the chance and, and, and doing things. And, and not hearing the noise, because uh, both of these teams, we all know we had our ups and downs throughout the season, but they did, San Fran did a good job of blocking out the noise and, and, and being who they are. They identify who they were. They are a run team that can run after the, um, that can run after the catch. They're defensive, that play zones, keep their eyes on the quarterback, vision on the quarterback, ball out break. The defense, the D-line does a good job of rushing with four. So you don't have to add an extra blitz on the end to keep another guy in coverage. It gives you advantage as well. And then the Cowboys as well, too. We know the up and down that they have gone through. We even know the criticism that we gave Dak uh, as far as the running game as well, too. But these teams here both have showed what they can overcome and push forward. And I think the better team, whoever come on and run and um, stop the run, is going to be the team to win this game. So the team, whoever win this, I'm claiming is going to go off into the championship, uh, the Super Bowl. So just two nuggets before we get out of here, JJ. I'm just now seeing this, but how much anticipation is there for the 49ers Cowboys on Sunday? The get-in price, according to some ticket websites, is currently at $536. 
the most expensive division round game on the site's record since 2012. The price jumped from 277 prior to the Cowboys' win last night. So how about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just go to show you, man, that um, that, that rival between those two, uh, my next-door neighbor, um, is a uh, he played with the 49ers, so this should be very fun this weekend with my Cowboys gear, my Cowboys playing outside of my yard, waving it at every San Francisco 49er fan that passes by. So this is going to be a fun time, man. This is a good time to play some Washington good football as well. Number two, the Cowboys have to find a way to advance beyond the divisional round, something they have not done since the 1995 playoffs. So there's that right there. Can the Cowboys... Eliminate another long-standing drought, and we will see on Sunday, JJ. But again, man, always a pleasure talking these matchups. We're in the divisional round. It's time to put up or shut up. I got faith in my boys. How about them boys? Just go out there and be yourself. Have fun and fly around, man, and, and let the end results go in our favor. All right, man. Well, appreciate you again, JJ. God bless you. Have a great rest of the afternoon. And let's see how our picks roll out this weekend. Yes, sir. Same to you and yours, man. You have a blessed day, blessed week. And um, I think I think my I'm a, I think I'm gonna like my results when we come back next week. So you have a great week, and I'm pretty sure we'll be tuned in and dialed in throughout the rest of the weekend. And everybody, uh, God bless. Yes, sir. God bless, brother. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.